Good morning. Morning, everybody. How you morning. doing? We're sitting here talking ammo. I had to shut up real quick because it was like, yeah, we're talking guns. Can you imagine that? And and then look who we have on as a guest. We have to be talking to guns, and this guy like you know blows everything up. Yeah, look at that right there. He's in the snake room with a gun. You know, I mean, is that crazy or what? So, uh, okay, Chris. So what's uh what's on the shirt this week? What's on the shirt this week? Oh, well, this was this is a fun one. So um, I just got this shirt. This is the first time I've worn it, but it is uh, you know, you remember the movie Ford versus Ferrari, right? That that we oh, yeah. all loved recently. So this oh, yeah. is the the car that should have won Le Mans in 1966. That was driven by Ken Miles. So it's the number one GT40 um, Mark II. So there you go. Yeah. That's a cool car. I just rewatched that movie, and uh, wow. I mean, just, you know, I, I would suggest if you guys have seen it, watch it a second time because you get a lot more out of it of what those guys went through. And, you know, we need those guys back, Yeah, you know, to kind of uh, kind of – Unpussify, you know, the some of the people I'm not even gonna say the current generation because it's not. It's I just refused it refused that. So uh so it uh hey, welcome everybody, Ready to a Podcast brought to you by PNS Double Black Products. Chris, we got somebody cool on the on the uh on the program today. So we we sure do. Um, you know, it's uh uh Billy is it you know Billy correct. Am I right? Is it is it Bogus? Is that the way to pronounce it right? That's it. You got it. Okay. I, I thought so. So so Billy Bogus and uh, just in case you guys all don't know, um, Billy is, uh, he's a veteran of the detailing industry. He's a proud American patriot. Um, he started detailing as a teenager and uh, in his early 20s, uh, he was a weekend warrior. He was detailing cards while he was... Um, uh, in the Marines, I think, and you did it for other Marines. And um, then in the early 2000s, he took his passion to a new level. He eventually uh, opened up his own uh, detailing business. And uh, that's trending into, into today. He's the uh, American Detail Garage, which is a, a line of products that, that has kind of, you know, a, a cult following, I should say, if, there's, if that's the right way to say it. And um, he loves to share his passion and teach other detailers his processes of efficiency and simplicity while uh, while developing better products for the industry. So that's uh, that's kind of a good overview of Billy and what he's up to. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some more uh, I'm gonna throw some more dice at that real quick. Is you know Billy's I, I want to take and use this as an example. Is that you know here we are as competitors with products. Um, but we've, I've never looked at Billy like that. I don't think he's ever looked at me like that. We look at each other as friends, but let me tell you how I look at this dude. First off, I just said the key word friend is that if Billy's got your back, he's a friend for life. And he's a fine example of that in the industry. Um, this guy's a patriot. This guy's, you know, Marine served his country. Um, he is dedicated to our industry. Uh, I just, you know, the dude, the energy that, he puts out. I've been a huge fan of his, boy fan of his, uh, before I even met him. And you know, uh, if you don't have eyes on him, get eyes on him. But I'm really, really happy to have uh, somebody I consider a good friend on the program. So, Billy, welcome. Thanks, Renan. The feeling's mutual. And Chris left out the fact that I'm actually still in my twenties. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. You're right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, it's so 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 you know, Billy, introduce yourself, and uh, for those that don't know you, and tell them you know we we kind of bragged about the high points, but you know you got a, a lovely wife. Uh, you're, you're you're when we came on before the program, you're what you called it. I just came on and I said, yeah, I had to move to the snake room, so we got to we got to get into that conversation. But you're up, buddy. Yeah, well, obviously my name is Billy Bogus, owner of uh, American Detailer Garage, and I'm just a regular dude, man. Just just like everybody else, I put my pants on just like anybody else does, one leg at a time. I'm married. Uh, we will be 20 years in July, 20 years together, and she will tell you if she was in here right now that it's it's not been an easy ride. And a lot of the things that I talk about and do within the group and in person, the trainings I talk and teach is, is about you know putting values on things more than just the car that you're looking at because I made that mistake. Um, it's a wonder we've made it 20 years, but it has not been an easy ride along the way. With American Detailer Garage, really my focus is, is chemicals being a secondary component of that, but primary component is just building people, and we're real proud of that. I do like guns, snakes. Uh, I love America. I love the freedom that it brings. I come from a pretty rough background. Life wasn't always easy, uh, but it's the land of opportunity, and it's allowed me to go from, from a nobody, really, competing in a Golden Field Day, like a Special Olympics-type thing when I was younger, um, you know, special education, you name it, man. It's just been a run of the mill, but the land of opportunity gave me an opportunity and I stepped up to the plate and I swing every day, Randy, just try to get it done. I'll tell you, well, that's, you know, a tie in that we've got is, you know, I came out of the special education program also came out of a rough, you know, rough little town. Um, I was a minority, uh, never really felt like a minority. I just thought people just got their ass kicked all the time. Um, you know, seriously, I just never, I never felt that it was a very small percentage of the people that would, you know, were assholes. Uh, the rest of us were just trying to get through life and we had fun. Even get your ass whipped is even some of the guys when they, when, when they turn around, you know, they're involved in gangs or whatever, but when their friends were watching, we we're buddies. And I kind of understood that because they're, they're pressured, but you know, I, I, I want to take and talk to anybody, Billy, let's you and I have a discussion. Woo, I'm going to get emotional. If you're an underdog, these are two dudes that made it. And what do you mean by making it? We're happy. Oh, yeah. What's making it? We're happy. So if if people have told you during your life that, you, you know, you're going to amount to any, nothing or you're telling yourself that, don't listen. Because here's a couple dudes that came up the hard way that, you know, are we ha have we made it? In my book, we have. I don't care what other people think. I was told I was going to be a nothing my whole life. Billy? Yeah, similar situation, you know, and I've always had a on and off relationship with my dad and my mom. And, you know, the relationship with my mom over the years has gotten better. She's actually the one person in my family that always told me, you know, just chase your dreams, go after them. But most everybody else in life, you know, you're not going to become anything or this. And maybe this wasn't for you. Or maybe you should look into maybe you should get a blue collar union job or something like that. And then, Rennie, you know, I've gone through it the job force of, you know, in and out of a job. My wife will tell you, you know, you've had a lot of jobs. I just always got bored with them. Well, the thing is, and I didn't really discover this until a few years back is the reason it was just like trying to put a left shoe on a right foot. It just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to fit. I think God created us with certain things. And when you align yourself, your life and your heart with what you were supposed to do, magic things happen, magical things happen. And the way we think is not the way the special ed teacher thought. It's not the way the guidance counselor thought. It's not the way all your friends and your friends' parents thought. It's just a different way of thinking. And um, abnormal means above normal. Nah, that. that's it. You, you know, I, I, a word was used against me that you can't even use anymore. And literally, my grandma was told, told by the, the counselor I was retarded. 
in that I'd probably never amount to anything. And just the opposite. They just didn't know what ADD was, you know, in my school district. And I had ADD. Thank God they didn't know because they would have put me on meds. And then I would have really been screwed up, you know. Sure. But we get through it, man. So, hey, let me uh, let's talk a little bit about detailing. How would you start out? We heard detailing for fellow Marines. You served served our country. So go, go into that kind of story. Where How would you get into it? Yeah, just a regular dude, man. Um, you know, I really came from not a lot. So when I was in the Marine Corps, I got my first truck. It was a 95 Dodge Dakota. It was like two years old at the time. And uh, I love this truck. It was uh, emerald green metallic, and I'd wax it and make it look good. And I really took pride mm -hmm. in it because obviously I bought it, had to pay for it. And other Marines, other people took notice of how good my truck looked. Truck always looked good, just like a lot of people listen to this podcast, same way. I started doing their their vehicles, but I always had an eye for detail. Like So me and my roommate, we would press out camis, press out covers from Marines for inspection. We just had that extra eye, I guess, that one thing like I was talking about. So it branched from that, and I started doing some work. Didn't really know what I was doing, you know, just washing and waxing cars. And I just had that extra eye of attention to detail. And that's really how I got started. Got out of the Marine Corps, came home. I didn't know what I wanted to do. That, see, that, that fuse hadn't been lit yet. I knew I enjoyed doing it. But, again, going back to believing what people tell you, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go get a job, save money, 401K. You're supposed to do all those things. So I come out of the Marine Corps, I end up, you know, washing cars in a dealership. That's kind of how it all started. Wow. You know, I heard something interesting is that, um, you know, I think that a lot of us, I don't care what generation you're in, we're kind of sold that bill, you know, go get a job, go get a career, go to school, go to the military, whatever it was, and just be happy. And that's pretty normal, right? And um, I found out that I, I, I belong to this group, and one of the founders of the group said something amazing a couple weeks ago, and it says, normal's broke, weird is wealthy. And I just love that because it wasn't typical. And, you know, we had Dave, uh, which I call a buddy now, a friend was here at the last training. He's an attorney. I mean, he's a, he's an attorney, right? He's reached it, right? And guess what he's doing? Started a detailing company up. He's yeah. following his passion versus, you know, going, going what you're supposed to do, you know? And I, I, you know, and I'm surprised. I can't really see any – and this isn't a slam. This is actually a comp. I can't see you doing what you're supposed to do. I just can't see that Billy kind of, were you a conforming kind of guy at one point in your life or not really you always kind of fought it? Uh, I mean, I think there's a thing called fulfillment and it's something that nobody ever really taught me was fulfillment. What does fulfillment mean? And you know, when I talk to people, I'll say, I'll say something and most people will understand that hear somebody say something, but there's really no soul behind the word. So fulfillment to me, I've, I've met people who were wealthy, who were miserable. I've met people who didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of anything, but they had a whole lot of desire and there was a reason why they had desire, even in the lack of having money, is there was fulfillment, fulfillment of what they do. And I think if you follow the path of fulfillment, it leads to money, you know, things, other things. But even when you do make it successful, people will tell you it's not the money, it's not the house, it's not the cars that make me get up every day. It's, it's having a passion and a purpose and fulfillment ultimately to what I want to do. And that was you know, I had these questions like, why couldn't I keep a job? How come I don't like my boss? How come we get into it? How come I'm always that guy? Billy was always that guy. I got to be that one guy. Put me in a line of 10 people and I'm I'm the proverbial Johnny. You know, that, that's me. And I, the reason being is I just didn't fit in. I was square peg in a round hole. And the one thing that was lacking was fulfillment. Once I found that, I've been on fire ever since. And I love getting up every day and doing what we do. You know, I had a boss at a very young age. I sold my first detailing company. I went to work for a company just... I mean, for five minutes, and I realized I had to get back into business again. 
And I remember uh, it was for a company that worked with medical medical records, right? And I remember my second week, um, you know, they trained me for a week. I'm out in the field. I'm back in the office. And I remember the boss coming up to me and we're sitting in a staff meeting, you know, and I'm supposed to be quiet, right? Well, I'm spitting stuff out. So he pulls me aside and he goes, you know, Granny, I don't think this job's for you. And I said, why? And he goes, because you want to run it. And he says, I'm the boss. And he says, an honest, and he was an older dude. You know, he's probably my age, what I am now. And he goes, I'll be honest, you're probably smarter than I am. And he says, you probably deserve to run this company, but I can't let you do that. And he says, you need to go back to being self-employed because you're going to drive people crazy. And that was a real, it was one of the coolest thing, conversations I ever had because it made me realize really quickly not to try that too hard, not to try to go into corporate America. And because I just was not, to your, your point, square peg round hole, you know, he, he helped me realize that wasn't going to be a good fit. And uh, it was it was pretty it was it was awakening. So so tell us. Hey, I'm just gonna, um, I'm gonna throw throw in there real quick. Uh, Kevin Davis is on. He just says, "Good job, Billy." He's excited for your success. Uh, so, yeah, he's yeah. Actually, I found my helper belt the other day. I haven't seen that thing in a while. I just found it the other day. I thought about him. So thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we thought. Well, there's another guy. I remember when Kevin Davis popped up on the scene. You know, and he he was kind of another game changer because boy, he, he brought a marketing angle to detailing that we really hadn't seen, you know, and it was, it's pretty refreshing and talk about a great family, you know, and great people. So, Hey, tell us where, where are we today? Uh, industry wise compared to your early years, where, what do you see in the industry that you just didn't see years, years past? Formal education. I see a lot of trainings popping up everywhere. Formal education. We didn't really have that back. And if you think about it back in, I came up in the body shop production shops, you were just a cog in a wheel, you know, just a little cog and we'll get back there not a real well-lit area and get to work degrees that car. Nowadays, you have people coming into the industry have more of an opportunity to be successful than ever before. There's formal trainings. Literally, there's an abundance of trainings. And uh, I think it's important. Let me talk about that for a second because people say, well, I don't, I don't need to go to a training. I can uh, tell you as somebody who has a Facebook group and a company, when I train you in person, I'm going to tell you and teach you things that I don't post online. For reasons, you know, just for, for reasons that if you follow online influencers, how do you know the online influencer even knows what they're talking about? How do you know that they can get the results? Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But when you come and train one on one or 10, you know, 10 to one or whatever in a training um, atmosphere where you're there in the present, then you really get to see the hands on side of things as well as the personal side of things. So I think that's a big, big thing that's made a difference, you know, aside from the obvious changing the braces, machines, pads, all that's changed quite a bit. You know, I'll tell you, you just hit on something. You know, we're, we're, our, our training, how, how far out are we booked out right now, Chris? Five months? Uh, I'm booking into November right now. So what so, is that, six months or something? Yeah, yeah. So, Billy, to the point is, is that is is we're getting a whole other level. And, and I want you guys, I'm going to speak to somebody. Billy just called you out. The people that I don't need training. Let me tell you, we're getting a whole other level of detail. I just mentioned an attorney coming in. We're getting very season entrepreneurs coming into this industry and you better wake the up or you're going to get your ass whipped. Now I'm not talking about college degrees. I don't give a shit. That, that doesn't matter. I'm talking entrepreneur skills because you know what, as Billy said, I can bring you guys in here. We're going to, you know, we're working with a group right now. I can teach you to be the biggest, baddest mofo in the world skill wise. But if I can't steal you in you, the importance of becoming an entrepreneur, I failed because you're going to fail. If you're not an entrepreneur above all else, your skills only going to take you so far. And at some point, you're going to start getting older. You're going to take and want money. You're going to need money. And at some point, you're not going to be able to work anymore. 
and you're going to wish that you had taken and made those millions versus going online and bragging about the shit that you can do. So well said, Billy. I'm glad you brought that up. So you, you're, you're at, I, I'll never forget this last, the last, oh man, does this seem like a, 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 a different world? That last mobile tech we're at down in Florida. And you and I, I just felt we connected at a whole different level during that event. You know, we had you up on the, on, on the stage with us doing, you know, podcasts with some industry, you know, badasses, some great people, the industry. Uh, you're at all these events. How important are events to you and your brand and to detailers and why? Well, you know, I can really relate to that because there was a time when I was looking online. I'm like, well, I just don't think it's important to go to these events, blah, blah, blah. You know, and sometimes they would live stream. The importance of going to the events is you get the opportunity to network. You get to meet people. You get to put a face to the name of the people that you see online. And you never know what opportunity might pop up for you when you're, again, this goes back to everything in person. When you meet people in person, it's a lot different than talking to them you know, on, online in a Facebook forum, it's, it's a lot different. So you never know what kind of networking opportunities might pop up and people would rather do business with people. They know the personality they've hung out with them. Maybe they drink a beer with them or they talk to them rather than spend money with something just on the label. So I think those are two things that really stick out to me in terms of what you can't get online. That gives you the real experience being there in person. Mm, amen, man. You know, the camaraderie I'm going to tell you right now is, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in, in front of two people that matter of fact, you guys come, come up here for a second. Come on, get on my shoulder real quick. You know, that I met at events and, and that are involved in our group that are mafia. They're actually here uh, mentoring our training students right now. So, kneel down, introduce yourselves real quick. Uh, yes, here. Uh, Wakar, Ray Clay, detailing. There you go. Right on. Out of Atlanta. Bobby, we're going to look like two D cups, you know, <laughs> if we bring our heads together. <laughs> Bobby Wiener, I have uh, finer details in Long Branch, New Jersey. So, let me tell you. These guys will understand the importance of, they're going to back up what Billy said. The importance of relationships is that these guys are not just allies. Billy's not just an ally in the industry. They become friends. And when you build that up, let me tell you, is that this guy and this guy have made me more successful just knowing them. Billy's the same way because I pick up traits of everybody I come in contact with. Even if you're an a-hole and I don't like you, you're going to, that might be the trait I use. But in this case with Billy, his personality is warrant. You know, this guy's, you know, been when you came training 11 years ago, right? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. You know, 2016. Yeah. So five years ago. So, I mean, the value of friendships in this industry and to see these guys come in and work with you guys is they've been in your shoes before. Does that make sense? They're going to be able to take and they've gone places you haven't gone quite yet and they're going to help you excel and go faster. Is when you go to these events, Billy, would you agree? It excels your business and your growth. Oh, it does because business and growth isn't just in the shop. It's in your mental mind. When you get to meet people and then maybe a different perspective on things and everything. If you come out of the detailing business and you decide that you like business, I'm an entrepreneur. You go into a real estate or a hot dog stand or you know, a hair care, a tire. So many of these same rules apply when you start talking to people who are real you know, business rock stars, it, it's going to do a mind shift. And that's what it's done for me. And you, you really mm. put your eye on a different prize than what you actually thought was hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. So, Hey guys, this is a halftime show real quick. This is where we pay the bills. Of course, you know, PNS, we want to thank them, but Billy, you're on. Thanks for sponsoring today's program. So, you know, I got some notes here. I mean, Chris, you got some notes here, right? I mean, American detail garage, F-bomb multi-purpose cleaner. It's everywhere all over the industry. Wipe out, rinse, and wash. Christy, a friend of ours, uh, she's using yours with uh, Icon. Uh, yeah, I, 
icon. You know, I watch I watch what she does um, with the icon stuff. A lot of undercarriage cleaning on those things, right? And uh, it's amazing. The other day, she's like telling me that uh, that you know, a lot of times she's on just a creeper under there cleaning those things. But every time she's working on those, she's always talking about using f bomb on there. And uh, you know, the results look amazing. So she's doing something right, and so is the product. I think. Yeah. So so. Yeah, so I mean, Billy, thanks for uh, getting in, being here. So takeaways. All right, man. Looking down into Billy's crystal ball. Let's talk about your crystal ball. Look down in there. Where's the detailing industry headed as entrepreneurs and in regards to products? Well, I think uh, we touched on that a little bit ago. I think the industry going forward is going to develop more into entrepreneurs. Joe Rogan said one time, there's no better time than the present to grow into who you were meant to be, who you should be. At any given time, you can listen to a podcast, you get motivated, get inspired to learn things. And I think the modern guys coming into the industry and the guys that are in the industry now transforming their mind are going to look at things more from an entrepreneur, from a business standpoint. So I think I see shops uh, scaling in terms of what they do, ceramic coatings, paint protection film. You know, they're no longer the, the Craigslist detailer. I think detailers, successful detailers, are redefining what auto detailing is and bringing it to another level. Then I also see shops going to start doing retail sales. Carry out CPNS is in some of these shops. Some of our products are in some of these shops. Hey, instead of scrubbing carpets, why don't we just retail product? It's what business owners do. That's what we do. And so I think I see that in terms of chemicals. I think um, I think technology continues to advance. And I think as a product manufacturer, we have to supply a demand. And I think detailers are going to come out there and then they're going to want to perform at a higher level and a higher level. And we have, if we look back over the last 20 years as products and product manufacturers, it's our job to advance what we're doing to meet the demands of what the market is going to have out there, wherever that goes. 20 years ago, we'd have never dreamed we we're talking about ceramic coatings, industrial coatings. Now look what's changed. I mean, just the, the coating industry. And then, you know, you get companies that we, you know, and we, we talked about earlier today or this week is that you, you can't really be a detail shop. You got to be a marketing company is that you look at Rupes. What has Rupes done? You know, we all talked about it being a, a tool company, but in reality, Rupes is a really brilliantly ran marketing company. You know, Ceramic Pro, really brilliantly ran, you know, marketing company is that the best the best book on Amazon is not the best written book with the best, you know, best uh, uh, um, structure uh, with the best information. It's the best marketed book on Amazon, you know. And so you've got to make yourself the best. you got to be good. you got to be about what, 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 you, what, you, what you preach. But you got to be out there marketing it in the right way to the right people. And so I like that. So how's things going with your company? A lot of growth uh, from the outside looking in. The last year has been pretty pretty tremendous you you've got some interesting things that have happened to you recently uh pretty exciting right yeah we've well, we've, we've grown 2020 was a weird year you know i almost died in 2020 i don't know if anybody knew that but yeah i was in a hospital for a week with a, a acute diverticulitis with septum ba basically my insides were starting to rupture i had a infection they were starting to rupture i was in a hospital for a week and I came out of there and, and that's when I started really thinking about things, you know, because we're not promised tomorrow. But 20, 2020 as a, as a business, we did pretty well. We grew over 19 and I think 21, we're going to do better than 20. And, uh, and it's been it's been it's been six months of setbacks, just hardcore setbacks. And I've learned, I think now that um, just staying in the fight, staying in the fight, showing up every day and, and giving 100 percent, no matter what flies at you, is what's going to be the determining factor going in 21, 22 and you know, as the years to come. But yeah, the growth has been great for us. 
That's that's awesome. So, uh, one piece of advice: if you if you could if you could take and somebody, it doesn't matter if they're brand new, doesn't matter if they're seasoned. Maybe they've been in the maybe they've been in the seat for a while and they're getting a little stale. Maybe they're just coming into this and they've got a they've got a career and they're doing this part time. Uh, maybe they're struggling today. Maybe they're growing and their ego's out of control. But what 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 piece of advice would you like to give people that are listening right now? Passion and purpose, the two U's. I call it the two U's. Thank God created us with certain gifts and talents, abilities, things you know that we were meant to do. Um, whenever you meet resistance in life, does life happen to you or does life happen for you? I think God created us with all these gifts and talents and laid our life out, a plan for our life to be somebody, whatever it is. So the two U's is the person you developed into. And what if you, what if you died and went to heaven, right? And you get to meet you as you go up to heaven and meet the person you were supposed to be. How, what would the gap be like between what God intended for your life and what you developed your life into? What would be the gap between the two? I think if there's anything else, whether younger or older, if we could think about that for a second, what was God's plan for our life and what did we make of our own plan? And if you could meet your twin when that day comes, how much gap would there be between who you are and who you could have been? I like that. You know, I'll speak for my own point is that when I was young, I had that, that, that was, I was on track. I mean, I really was. I had the right, I had the right uh, work mentality. I worked hard, but I played hard. And then in my, in, in, in my middle ages, in my thirties and forties, I screwed that all up. I screwed up the trajectory of who I was supposed to be because I started chasing things I wasn't supposed to chase. And I started letting, you know, stinking thinking come into my mind. I let some people enter my mind. They got me sour. I'm making up that gap right now, but it was the Grand Canyon for a bit. I got off. I got off base, man. Um, and, and I'm glad to see the original me. I think the 20 something year old me is finally smiling again. I think the 10 year old still pushing me pretty hard. You know, you're still screwed up, dude, but you can get there. You know, you can get there. So I think those are wise words, my friend. Uh, I really enjoy them. So, hey. How can people contact you? What's the best way to interact with you? Uh, you can shoot me a message on Messenger. It's probably the, the slowest way, to be honest with you. But you can reach out to me on uh, on Facebook, Billy Bogus, or American Detailer Garage, our business page. we got a Facebook group. You can email me, Billy, at, Billy at AmericanDetailerGarage.com. Um, I'm not going to throw my phone number out there, but, you know, it's, it's out there. So I try to respond as fast as I can. Randy, you know how it is. We get, we get an influx of messages and phone calls, and it's literally – you know, you got to prioritize things and get to them as soon as you can. But that's the best way to get a hold of me. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's you know, it, it, it. I tell people the worst way to get a hold of me is on Messenger. You know, I mean, because I get like a hundred a day, and I won't get your message unless I happen to just look down. So it's literally 100, 150 a day. And I, I how can you keep up with that? I mean, you you just can't do. It. I I'd love to, but I don't even task Chris to even look at it because it's like you know he won't. He I can't. Won't. I, I can't keep up with it either. No, it'll derail I mean, your just, day. It's going to derail your day. I mean, you know. No, it will. And so, you know, email a lot of times, I think, anytime you're trying, let me let me tell you this. Anytime you're trying to get a hold of somebody in the industry, email them, man. It's rare that I don't look at my emails uh, and, and people aren't utilizing that simple form of communications as much, you know. Uh, we get multiple sets of eyes on it, you know, that way. But you got to be real. Uh, it, let's talk about this. Let's talk about respect to people in the industry. Uh, first off, if, if you're buying into to our brands, we want to thank you. It's really important. But second off is, you know, communications has been tough with all these different companies. Everybody, 
I'm going to, I'm going to defend everybody in the industry is if you're trying to get a hold of a manufacturer or somebody in the industry is that you got to know that if you are, a lot of people are. And so try to go the, the lead, the, 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 the river, the Avenue that is going to allow them to be successful at responding back to you. And if you don't do that, don't get upset at them is that is everybody's really cranked right now as a supplier. Um, you, you've got raw products that are a real issue right now, even finding bottles and caps and this and that. Manufacturers are really stressed. So be patient with all of the people that are supplying us right now because it's it's a really, really, it's an interesting time. And so just be patient. I hear a lot of people, um, I don't check into Facebook much anymore. Um, I just, it's, it's I got to get back into it and have the right mindset, but it kind of, kind of tore me down a little bit. I decided to back off for a few months, but I see on the forums and stuff like that, a lot of people taking shots at manufacturers for different reasons. Man, dude, it, you got to look at it from the eyes of these manufacturers. They're doing everything they can to, to keep up with this. That's a silly circus. <laughs> it is. It really is. So, well, hey, guys, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure to make a comment. Make sure to share this if you really like it. Billy's a great guy. What a great message. So make sure that we hear from you. Uh, and uh, subscribe to us also on YouTube. And uh, we love to have you involved. Billy, thanks for coming on. It's always hey, a joy to guys. talk with you. Be before you go real quick, we didn't talk much about the snake room. I need to know oh, more about the snake know, room. Yeah, I think we got to – because, I mean, are, how many damn snakes do you have? Uh, we up to one last week. We're at 26. 26. <laughs> I mean, and and, you, and yeah. you know where they all are at any given moment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all – yeah, I mean they're they're all over the place. I've got one that they were uh, place is going to put put down because it was mean, and I love animals. And I'm like, well, don't put them down. I'll bring them home and, and try to tame them down. And if I don't tame them down, then I'll just feed him. But yeah, I mean we're going to get into some breeding probably in another year, year and a half maybe. I'm either going to try that or I'm going to get rid of everything because I don't believe in dabbling. But I've always had a passion for them. Yeah, they're not what people think they are. I've got them big, small, all kinds of different colors. <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, poisonous snakes. Uh, got a copperhead right there. What is it? A copperhead. A copper it's a copperhead. You got a copperhead yeah. in your house? Oh yeah. hell no! <laughs> no, you know. Let me tell you, all the years of search and rescue, I've I've come across a lot of rattlesnakes. We got Mojave Greens right on the other side of the mountain from here. So if you know those little boogers, you know they're pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. I respect snakes. I try not to ever hurt them in the wild. Uh, I've only had to take one out that it was a Mojave green. It just, it got me cornered. Um, but usually they're, they're pretty cool. I love to see them and so forth, but I would not have a copperhead in my damn house. Not you guys have the worst of them out there out West. I can hold him. I can actually hold him. What? Damn. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you hold a copperhead? No, man, dude. Uh-uh. Man, I'm, I'm going to have to sit and pee for the rest of the day now because that just. I have had him out and held him before. Holy crap, dude. Well, hey, I do have one final request before we end. I want to come out to your place and do some videos with you. But more, I want to shoot some of the crap that you've got because we can't have it in commie California. And so yeah. I'd like to come out there and and, 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 and and pew pew with you a little bit, you know? Brittany, it's like golf for men. You know, it's fun. It's, it's just relaxing. Oh, Amen, man. Amen. All right, guys. Well, hey, man, again, Billy, thanks a lot. Go check him out. If you're not following yes. him on, uh, on on social media, make sure to do so. He's uh, he's one of the gentlemen in the industry. Always like being around you, buddy. 
Missed you. I can't wait to hang out again. So, hey, lot have a powerful rest of the week. Have some fun this weekend. And uh, we'll take – if you got any guests that you'd like to see on, uh, make sure to send us an email, Rennie or Chris at DetailingSuccess.com. We will see you guys next time. Chris, nice shirt. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you. See ya.